0: ht smartcast you are listening to a radio on production brought to you by ht smartcast
1: welcome to the long play lounge hosted by erica hosted by erica
0: hello i'm erica and welcome to the long play lounge you know after 10 years of soundtracking your evenings on 94.3 radio one international i realized that there is a stack load of interviews of all my celebrity guest artists that need to be heard by a wider audience. So I've started a podcast to do just that. And together we can hang out with the A-listers that have been on my playlist, both current and past. The long play candid chats, behind the scene outtakes, intimate one-on-ones and juicy bits of fun trivia will get you to bond with your global icon instantly. And if you happen to be in Mumbai, Delhi, Bangalore or Chennai, make sure you check in to Drive with Erica on 94.3 Radio 1. It's the primetime evening show and it happens every weekday 4 to 9pm. Well, this podcast is a Radio 1 production and is available on htsmartcast.com, India's fastest growing podcast producing platform. Well, 2021 is the year and I'm looking at the most tweeted music artist in India. Featured in the top five at number three is A.R. Rahman multiple Oscar and Grammy winner, a BAFTA award and a Golden Globe Award winner too, and winner of six National Film Awards. So my chat happened with him in September of 2014 in this little grotty green room of a now defunct club in Mumbai City. It was called The Blue Frog. I wanted to share this one because it's less about his music and more about putting his fame to good use, advocating for women empowerment and using his music and his fame to do so. This was at the launch of his song, Ladly, from his album, Ronak, Conversation of Music and Poetry. Uh, Shout out to hashtag Vogue Empower for enabling this moment. Well, thank you so much for joining us on Radio 1 and uh, giving us your time today. As a now world-famous musician whose music is being understood and appreciated and enjoyed across nationalities, do you feel the media glare and criticism becoming more intense? And, you know, if so, how does that reflect on your work, if at all?
1: No, I think the world's mm-hmm. worst critic is myself. <laughs> so even when people are saying it's good and it's like, no, 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 it can be better. But it's not only me because I am I do the tunes and I do the arrangements, but there's so much of a team now all over in L.A., Mumbai, Chennai, and uh, to motivate them and to make them feel le- less complacent. I have to lose my complacency. <laughs> so, though I just look at criticism also in a very positive way, and I know which comes genuinely and which comes from hatred, so I can sort of differentiate it.
0: Okay, so. Over two decades of being in the biz, how has the music industry changed in terms of technology and also uh, the quality of musicians in our industry today, you know, coming out of India particularly?
1: Uh, I think there's a sense of freedom in the minds now, actually, which is great. A lot of indie bands coming in, a lot of YouTube uh, stars coming out, which I was expecting around five years back, but it's happening now, like a renaissance. And uh, what is your question?
0: <laughs> I'm talking about the quality of musicians coming out of our country, out of India.
1: There's also people who, they don't know computers at all, even young people. And they just love live stuff, abroad and here, which is a good thing about it. Not everyone is, no, let me put a selfie on sweet Twitter. And, and there are other people who are very serious musicians I'm seeing. And also musicians from, you know, from interiors, like, you know, the the sisters from Punjab and uh, Nooran Sisters and there are a lot of other people from, from Calcutta and from Delhi. I'm looking at some really, really interesting talent.
0: Right. So as a man living in a country where the dignity and position of the woman is challenged and abused often, what does the Vogue Power Project
1: mean to you? For me, it's a very good starting point. Uh-huh. It, it has to penetrate within each one of us. And uh, of course, for everything, there's a seed. The seed it's getting deeper and deeper the whole thought process of this thing gets deeper and and many good things are going to come out of it. right
0: importantly as a husband and father of two lovely daughters what does women's empowerment mean to you
1: it takes a lot for me coming from India you have a certain mindset but for me traveling has opened up a lot right and what not to take things for granted whether it's your daughter whether it's your wife whether it's your mother Mm -hmm. or sisters and uh, that's helped me a lot past 15 years I think there's a evolvement in my mind which has happened in a good way and uh, that's helped me to balance my family and my social life
0: okay so what more do you think needs to be done in this country for women
1: uh first of all respect okay and it starts from there then of course it only goes up
0: (laughs) what's your message then to the girls and women in india
1: be empowered be uh, strong and uh, never let your insecurities, you know, pull you down. Right. And uh, that's it.
0: <laughs> so, is is there like a is there a woman in particular that inspires you today?
1: Of course, I start with my mother, who is uh, one of the more key roles she's played in my success. Right. And of course, my wife is a mother of my children and uh, my daughters now.
0: I have to ask you, what is your pledge for Vogue Empower?
1: My pledge is to give respect and uh, it starts from that I said, as I said before. Okay. For me, even I have uh, staff who are women Mm -hmm. in music and because I have daughters and I wanted them to feel comfortable about people working and not like a typical Indian mindset, a smaller mindset, which used to be there before.
0: Right. And what makes this one different from other women empowering initiatives? What makes it stand out?
1: First of all, it's from Vogue. And uh, so it is really, really important. And I felt a good vibration when I, mean, I heard about this. And Strangely, I've done, um, when I was working with uh, Mr. Kapil Sibyl on the album, Ronak, he came up with this beautiful lyric, loudly and it was so simple that we. I really wanted to give my energy to make it. And it never, I never knew that it's going to synchronize with work, and it all fell apart. Nothing was planned. It just happened, and that's the best thing about it.
0: Okay, well coming to the album, coming to the album and uh, Kapil Sibal, working with him and working with Lata Mangeshkar, what was that experience like?
1: I, uh, I wanted something simple and I wanted to do something other than films and this came about and he showed me at a common friend's house, he showed me a lot of lyrics and he said it'll be great if you get do some other stuff. So I said, okay, let's do it and um, it just started like that. And then we worked, uh, we released a couple of singles. And this, today, the album is releasing. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited about it. All
0: right. So, you are involved in another project with respect to music education, uh, in particular. It's called your Sunshine Orchestra. So, a little bit about the Sunshine Orchestra affiliated to your KM Music Conservatory that you founded.
1: Sunshine Orchestra is one of the most, most important things. I never knew that it's, it could become the most important thing. It was an idea which was selfishly planned that I need string players, and all our string players are old in Chennai. And I said, why don't we pick up, and all the kids who joined my college where I wanted on keyboard, or composition, or voice, and nobody ever took string instruments. Very few people took it. So I said, the only way to get dedicated string players is to do two things at the same time. Get underprivileged kids and give them music unconditionally. So we get good players, and they are socially uplifted. And most of them are, again, female kids in that.
0: Okay, Um, let's come to um, your peers, you know, who are your peers that you admire?
1: So many, (laughs) and even the younger people, I learn so much, I think that's the only way to, when you appreciate, you learn and grow.
0: Well, thank you so much for your time, brilliant to have had this chat, you know, with men like you supporting the women, uh, you know, in our country today, we can look forward to a bigger, brighter and better India. Thank you so much for joining us on Radio 1.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Well, our trivia tidbit attached to this episode has to do with A.R. Rahman's 2014 album Ronak, whose single largely fueled our chat earlier. The lyrics are penned by one of India's leading politicians, Kapil Sibal, while serving the post as the Union Minister for Communications and IT and Law and Justice. The album is Kapil Sibal's second lyrical attempt after the Bollywood movie Banduk. His moving poetry is brought to life by the music of A.R. Rahman and Lata Mangeshkar's Timeless the voice And that's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did bringing it to you. And yes, there's more uploaded for this season one. Now, please do drop us a text or email with your comments to Erica D underscore official or 94.3 Radio 1 India, both on Insta. We really work off your feedback and would love to know what you think and how we can improve and who we should try and interview next. We've got lots more interviews for you to enjoy this season. So binge on it or sample it slowly. You can decide. For more feedback back you can reach out to us on ht smartcast we are present across all social facebook twitter instagram youtube linkedin and clubhouse and to listen to more podcasts log on to www.htsmartcast.com This was a Radio 1 production brought to you by HT Smartcast. HT Smartcast.